Yeah! You are the Shawarmix King, Slee. I need to I need you to make me some of that. I need to get in on it. It's that. very random. Very, very random. Very, very random. Well, you're the one that said you brought it to lunch in sixth grade. I didn't bring it to lunch. It's uh <laughs> it was remember it was that's what the family was going. Okay, we, we have a uh, we have a suggestion here. <laughs> okay. We have a suggestion here. What do you Eric got? Steven on Twitter, honey bunches of funches. <laughs> not bad. I love that. It's the morning that, time too. Yeah, that's not bad. We could live with that. Honey bunches of funches, that'll work. Uh, what am I wrong on? on you, you said something's under as what, what's going on here? You, well, we'll get to that in a second. Let's not let's not rush this along. Sometimes you got to sometimes you got to ease got to let it marinate. Sleep. Sometimes you just got to let it breathe a little bit. You just got to let it play out and you could read a tweet like this from Dave that says Messi is the second highest paid guy. Can you imagine his video game room, a fridge full of juice boxes and gogurts? <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> It would be the best. It'd be the best video game room. What ever. kind of what kind of vision are you trying to paint for Messi? Well, I know that he. And again, I, my soccer cred credentials are non-existent, but I know that if he's not the best, he's very close to being the best. Or at one point, he was the best. And I'm just always blown away by a guy that's that diminutive being able to demolish the competition the way that he is. It just a guy that's like five foot nothing running circles around everybody else is hilarious to me. Like you don't see. In, in the NBA, it would be like if a five foot five guy played like LeBron James. It just doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, I'm trying to think here. In the NBA, the only thing to dominate the sport the way he does, probably Steph Curry, right? A smaller guy that could just shoot from anywhere on the court. That's the best thing. But you're not making that voice for Steph Curry. No, because Steph Curry is 6'3. Steph Curry's not five foot nothing. <laughs> There's a pretty big difference. Yeah, but six three compared six three compared to all the other players in the NBA, Messi is yeah, actually but, Messi is an average height in in uh, in soccer. If, if if Steph Curry was walking through the grocery store while you're getting vaccinated and picking up a bag of chips for me, and you'd be like, oh, that guy's pretty tall. If Messi walked by, you'd say, um, excuse me, can the store manager get a hold of this kid? I think he's missing his mom. Can, can somebody get this guy and make sure that his mother knows that he's in the cookie aisle by himself? Unbelievable. I'm not. A, I'm, I'm fine. Un I just want Chips Ahoy and Oreos. Mom, believable. this man is bothering me. <laughs> That's how that would go. That's how that would go. I got One nothing. more. This is from Francis. Sauce is the makeup of food. What are you hiding? See, Francis gets it. Francis gets it. It's fine. You want? I mean, makeup can be wonderful, right? It there's a, there's a healing. there's a there's a lot of times you got to put sauce on food. You just have to. Eh, I don't know. ESPN Radio presented by Progressive Insurance and all of our guests on the show appear via the Goodyear hotline. You are not giving the proper respect okay. to Alan Sliwa mm -hmm. to one Shohei Otani. Did you see what he did last night? Yeah, he I just was, I was jacked I was giving, a ball that was neck high, four hundred and fifty feet. A 95-mile-an-hour ball that was neck high that he hit 400-plus feet. That's not easy to do. He's six foot five. He's huge, okay? And he, he turned around a 95-mile-an-hour neck-high fastball. And I gave you, let's see here, one hour and nine minutes to bring this up on your own to say, Trav, what about Otani? And you're not giving him the respect he needs. He leads the major leagues in home runs. Hmm. Leads the major leagues in home runs, and, 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 and. That's more mm -hmm. home runs than, let's say, Aaron Judge, um, Juan Soto, uh, Ronald Acuna Jr., Fernando Tatis. Pick whoever you want. He's sure. got more home runs than everyone else. And, and, the dude has the second lowest ERA in the American League for starting pitchers, 
and he's got the second best strikeouts per nine innings ratio of anybody in baseball that's not named Jacob DeGrom. So this is this is basically what we're talking about here, Slee. And because he's an angel, and because the angels aren't good, again, it kind of flies under the radar. What we're talking about is a guy that's basically a combination of these two things. You have a guy, if sacks are home runs, okay, you have Joey Bosa. He's, he's a Joey Bosa type of talent, a guy that can lead the league in sacks, that can take over a game defensively, and he's also Dak Prescott as a quarterback. Maybe he's not Patrick Mahomes. Maybe he's not Jacob DeGrom, but he's a guy that's going to make Pro Bowls. He's a guy that's going to win games. He's a guy that's going to make throws. He ha- He's a combination of two totally different things, a pitcher and a guy that's hitting home runs. He's Dak Prescott. And he's Joey Bosa, only he's the same guy. Can you imagine if such a person existed in the NFL? No, I can't. And uh, I'll go a step further. I guess this is a question that I got for SoCal, right? For for Los Angeles specifically, but really Southern California in general. Are people watching him? Are they going out of their way to watch him? Are, do you now catch yourself watching Angels highlights where maybe you weren't before? Are you, even if you're a Dodger fan out there, are you saying, okay, I could still appreciate what this dude is doing in Anaheim and the not only leading the you know Major League Baseball in home runs, I think he's fourth in RBIs, 32 ribbies, like you mentioned. Um, this dude in the same game, you know, it's, it's kind of crazy. Last week, I'm watching, and it was just such a weird feeling to see somebody pitch and then grab a bat and that, but grab a bat and then, you know, help his chances of getting a W from his pitching perspective. Like, it's kind of, it's just mind-boggling. So, is it, is, is nobody talking about it? Are people not talking about it enough? Or are people starting to really go out of their way and say, this is such a unique, unique player, and he's right here in our backyard. Why are we not talking about him more? Why are we not watching him more? Yeah, it's a great question. And, and, and let's turn it around to the listeners, right? Are you interested in Otani? Do you turn on Angel games? Are you watching games that you didn't watch before because of him? 877-710-ESPN. Because we should your be. point, I, I'm a Dodger fan, but – when my phone, when I get the alert on my phone that says Otani blankety blank, I immediately open it up and I go sure. see what he did. Yep. I, last night I saw that home run on my phone right after it happened. I think somebody he, tweeted us. By the way, I think somebody literally tweeted the both of us, and yes. it was, and that that is something that I am noticing on social. Listen, it's one thing for. Uh, Trout's been doing it for years. It's one thing, some of these different players, or even if it's a LeBron highlight, some of these other players in sports. Right now, Otani does have kind of a must-watch because if something happens, it's not going to take very long, Trav, for you to be on social or Twitter, and you're starting to see those highlights. It, I, I want to see the highlights, but I don't necessarily want to watch the games because the team's not particularly good, right? The team's in Which is last fair. place or fourth mm-hmm. place or wherever it is that they typically occupy. They just They're not a competitive team. In a general sense, the way that the Dodgers are, the way that the Padres are, they kind of sit in the bottom half of their own division because they don't pitch very well. So here, here's my question, and it's kind of twofold. Did he screw up in deciding that this is where he wanted to come play with the Angels? And B, should he ask to leave? Because can, can you even imagine for a second if this dude was doing what he's doing in a Yankee uniform? If, if, if Shohei Otani was leading the league in home runs, which he is, if he was one of the better starting pitchers in Major League Baseball, which he's becoming, he's still got some rough edges there, but all the raw material is there. If he would start in Yankee Stadium on a Sunday, throw a three-hit game, win the game, turn around on Monday and hit one into the upper deck at Yankee Stadium, and all of a sudden we would be talking about Japanese Babe Ruth. 
And, and it's just not going to happen here. And if I'm him, I'd want to do two things. I'd want to win, not happening here. And I'd want people to understand what it is I'm doing night in and night out. And that's not happening here. He doesn't make any money. He's up for free agency in two more seasons. Why not start to squeeze them and say, hey, look, man, I'd really like to go somewhere where people are going to see me do what I'm doing. I don't know if uh, – I don't think if I'm him, I, I'm leaving. He's only going to be there – what does he have? He's got two years left on his contract. This year and next year. Okay. and then So 2024, he's a free agent. I think he's arbitration uh, – due for arbitration mm-hmm. the 2023. Listen, Trav, you know, it, it's made too much of the – you can only be if you're in a big market. That's where you're going to get all the love. He is in a big love. market. He is, he is in a big market. Okay, but but this is what I think. The priority is this. The priority first. More people would be watching Otani, just like more people would be paying attention to Mike Trout if the Angels were any good, right? It, it, it comes down to: Is your squad good? Is there something to talk about? There is nothing to talk about from a team perspective. There is something to talk about from an individual perspective. Kevin Durant was in the Oklahoma City market. And you and I weren't missing any of those playoff games. We just weren't. That's how amazing Kevin Durant was. There, I mean, the argument that you're making, should he leave and ask to go play for the Yankees or the Dodgers, there are many amazing players in Major League Baseball. They're not doing that. I know he's very unique because of what he's doing. Play out what you have. If the Angels don't give you a reason um, to stay with the Angels because competitively they cannot compete in the American League, then yes, get the hell out of there. Go wherever you want. Everybody's going to follow. Hopefully you're on a squad where they're actually competing. So we're having a conversation about Otani uh, in October rather than only having a conversation during the regular season. I would just hate to do it in anonymity the way that Mike Trout is. And maybe Mike Trout, you know, Mike Trout is a certain I, I'm way. I'm with you. I hate it too. I, I'd, I'd want to see it. And, and it's not basketball, to your point, that LeBron in Cleveland, KD in OKC, we're going to see those guys. Giannis in Milwaukee, we see it. Baseball, they only come up to bat four or five times a game. You need to have the team be good and the team be relevant, and the Angels are neither one of those things right now. Can I, can I just right. say this, Trev, real quick? Yeah, sure. So Tatis Jr. as an example uh, would be irrelevant in San Diego if they weren't good, but they're good. So he's relevant. So, so the, you, the winning part... The winning part is everything. You're saying Otani should be a Padre. Got it. I think that Otani <laughs> should be a, uh, a Yankee. Get him out of here and uh, give him a chance to go do his thing. The Lakers going to go for that number seven seed tomorrow night. What if it doesn't happen? What about the path from the eight? That's coming up next. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN. All right, let's start with a, uh, a tweet right here, Slee. This is from Bob in the OC, and I always like seeing new names here. It says, Trav, one of the biggest reasons Otani went to the Angels was that the Angels were going to allow him to pitch and hit. If he went to another team, I don't think we'd be seeing Otani's full potential. I think that's a really good point, but he's demonstrated that he can do both, right? Mm-hmm. That We've seen that he is, is more than capable at both ends of this game. He's right that when he decided he was going to come over here from the Japanese League, he said, I want to do both. And the Angels, if they weren't the only team, they were one of a very small group of teams that said, sure, let's try to do both. Yeah. But now that he's established that he can, 
I don't think the Yankees or the Dodgers are going to be like, yeah, cool, we love you as a starting pitcher, but you're going to have to put the hitting on the bench. Everybody else would be all in on it at this point. The move now would be to go somewhere where you could do it in front of the world. Do you think um, Do you think this is sustainable long-term? Do you, do you think that five years from now he's still going to be doing both? I don't know if it's five years from now, but what I can tell you is this. In my experience in watching a lot of baseball and watching guys pitch and watching guys hit, neither one of these things seems fluky. You know what I mean? Neither one of these things seems, yeah, he's run into a couple of pitches. He's hit a handful of home runs. Like, we've all seen those guys that show up that are rookies, and, right, they have 10 home runs in a month. You're like, oh, sure. my gosh, here's the second coming of Mike Trout, and you never hear their name again. That ain't this. <laughs> this is real. Hmm. This is real talent on both ends, both in the batter's box and on the mound. So I don't know if he's going to hit 40 home runs and win 15 games, but that's probably never going to happen. But he could certainly be a very effective guy at both ends. But I, I, I'll just kind of leave with this, Jeff. For as much as we keep saying there's not enough conversation about him, there's some conversation about him. You know, so I, I think – Good. You know, you know sometimes um, – let, let me give you a good example. Russell Westbrook. Uh-huh. For the last 30 days, you know what I heard? Well, people are just not respecting Westbrook enough. Look, this guy has a triple-double every single game. I'm like, guys, it's been a topic every day for the last 30 days. Yes, it is a conversation. And I feel like Otani, I'm not saying we're at that level or anything like that, but every day that goes by, when this dude hits a home run, you cannot be on social media without seeing Otani jack that 400 and whatever he had yesterday, the ball that was neck high or whatever the case is. When he pitches, there's incredible curiosity of how he's going to pitch. So I, I do think that maybe um, 30 days ago to today, the conversation is much more about Otani than it was. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Cars, homes, boats, motorcycles, RVs, and more at Progressive.com. Let's try another phone call. Steve in Los Angeles. Steve, you're on with Travis and Slee. What's going on? Yeah, hey, guys. Uh, I respect you guys. Uh, Slee, as far as NBA and uh, Travis, obviously baseball. As far as Otani's body, him, Buxton, and Tatis. But here's the difference. Those guys are like 195, 205. Otani's two twenty five, two thirty five. You can tell he hit the weights in, in the in the pandemic year. And then what sets him apart, he runs like the wind. Mm, yes. The guy can run. So if he were on the Dodgers, he'd be the best he'd be the best athlete on the Dodgers. As far as the Angels, they're a dumpster fire. They're a third class citizen because the pods in SoCal, once you leave uh Orange County, I mean, you're in that – I mean, the Angels are irrelevant. Well, I think we're seeing that. I appreciate the phone call, Bob. Uh, irrelevant it, – it's hard to be irrelevant when you have Mike Trout and Otani. And Otani, I was going to say. Yeah, it's, 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 it's hard to be – now, they're not any good. They're That's the beneficiary statement. of having unbelievable players. Right. It, I want to say – I want to go back to something he said a second ago, Sleep, because I think he's right. Have you gotten a chance to see Otani in person yet? No. Okay. He's – enormous mm -hmm. he's not just i covered a, him in japan <laughs> you covered yeah i forgot about that you did do a yeah. stint in yeah, the, was, uh, the japanese professional uh baseball i was out there for a little him. bit he's six foot five mm -hmm. he's ripped and he, he's basically the perfect baseball player he's tall he's muscular he's not overweight he runs like it look i know mike trout's probably the fastest guy on that team but otani can't be more than a half a step behind him mm. he's just he's an unbelievable athlete now if he came to the Dodgers, is he the best athlete on the team? 
He's in the conversation, but I, I think I might still take Mookie. I mean, sure. I've seen Mookie sure. do some unbelievable stuff, and here's another guy that's a great athlete. For but the that, Dodgers. but but think about that. Just as you like, that's the conversation. It's you're yeah. putting him up to Mookie, Mookie. right? <laughs> you know? And here's another. How dude ridiculous is that? Tall, fast, powerful, all this thing. Bellinger. Mm-hmm. Don't, we kind of move past him. He's a former MVP. He's a rookie of the year. That dude is amazing. Mm-hmm. He's another one that's, I don't know what he is, 6'4", something like that, and he might be the fastest guy on the team, not named Mookie. They're just – it's a totally different dynamic. All right, so let's go to the Lakers right here, Slee. We think they're going to win tomorrow. I think they're going to win tomorrow. You think they're going to win tomorrow, which means they'd be the seventh seed and they play the Suns and they've got, the quote, unquote, the path, right? Yeah. What if they don't? What if LeBron James, in early in that game, just doesn't have it his – Health doesn't let him do. And now all of a sudden, you've got Anthony Davis against Steph Curry in a one game. This guy get the seventh seed. You mean to tell me that it's not impossible that the Lakers could lose that game? And now all of a sudden, I do think the Lakers would win an eight in that situation. They'd go to Memphis or, or San Antonio, whoever they get, they win that. That path out of the eighth spot is far more difficult. Do they have it in them to take that path? So, you know, it's funny, I, I, I don't want to make it sound like, I know when you use the term must win, and it's like, all right, well, is it actually a must win? I mean, we, we'll do this during the playoffs. When the playoffs start and it, the series is 2-2, we're going to say, oh, this is a must win for the Lakers. Or if it's 2-1, I'm still saying it's a must win. You know, We use that term often. There's something about this game tomorrow that I'm with you. Listen, I expect the Lakers to win. I was spent yesterday time expectations for the Lakers versus the, uh, the Warriors and took a lot of Laker fan took a lot of Laker calls. Um, I keep saying that there's an incredible amount of hype to tomorrow's game, but that it's not going to live up to the hype that the Lakers will, will control, will control the golden state warriors and the hype is great, but it's not going to live up, live up to that. Okay. Let's just say it didn't work out tomorrow and they do fall to the number eight seed. Trav, I, I, I look at the playoffs much different if they if they're in that eight seed, then I do at that seven seed. So to answer your question, this in a sense is kind of a must win for the Lakers. Warriors are expected to lose tomorrow and host another game up at Chase Center on Friday. That's 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 what they're expected to do. And then they can make the playoffs and then play the Utah Jazz. And by the way, a year from now, they might be right in the mix as one of the upper echelon teams again because Clay is back. Maybe they make some moves in the offseason. The only storyline that comes out of tomorrow is if the Lakers didn't win. There's no storyline other than that. So um, does my confidence level change from a championship perspective if they're eight than they are seven? It definitely does. Why wouldn't it? Because they're the Lakers. and so Let me be specific here. Well, then why are you losing to the Warriors? That, that, there you go. Right. That, that, it depends on how they lose to the Warriors that I think is interesting. If they lose to the Warriors because LeBron's ankles in the you know, middle of the first quarter just like, I, I can't go – then it doesn't matter whether they even if they come back to win that game. If LeBron's not physically right, this is going to be a fairly short process. I, I, I believe that to be true. But let's just say let, let me give you a different scenario. Steph Curry goes nuts, fifty. Okay, fit, no nobody can guard him. He's making everything he looks at fifty, and they beat them. The Lakers play all their guys. The Lakers guys play well. They're pretty healthy, but they just lose because Steph cooked them. Mm-hmm. Okay. That, that if they go into the eight, at that point, I don't really sweat it too much because they're healthy. They're good to go. So they get the Utah Jazz in the first round. You're telling me, under that scenario, yeah. healthy LeBron, healthy AD, going up against the Utah Jazz in the first round, who are you picking? Picking the Lakers. And so, and then after that, whoever they get, they get, right? This is the point. If somebody's going to get the Lakers, it's going to be early. And if they can get through that first round, whether it's against Phoenix, whether it's against Utah, 
I don't think it makes a huge difference. You'd get uh, Clippers in the second round. I, yeah. I, I do think it's a difference. I, I do think that the path to get to the Western Conference Finals is different. I really do. And I think for those, this Lakers team, I think they could use some ramp up. Um, I think, yes, you're right. If the, if the Warriors, if Clay or if uh, Steph drops 50 tomorrow and Draymond Green ends up with a triple-double and Andrew Wiggins connects on six threes and he just can't miss, like it's going to take... It's going to take a perfect game from the Warriors and a bad game from the Lakers to lose that game tomorrow, in my opinion, right? Like things are are going to have to, they're, it's not going to have to go as planned. But I do think the Lakers also have in mind what you just mentioned, how different of a route it could be if they're number eight versus number seven, which I think they're not screwing around tomorrow. You know, I, I feel like Lakers almost are in one of those positions where they understand how important tomorrow's game is. This will be interesting coming up. Uh, we'll get a chance to hear from Coach a little bit later today, so I'll, I'll join that call when they do it. I think that LeBron part, you know, my, my question uh, to you, Trav, would be, is not enough being made about LeBron's health? Because that, that ankle got tweaked on Sunday, and we haven't really talked about it. We're just assuming yeah. that, no, no, everything's fine. Everything's fine. We'll see. We're going to find out tomorrow night. We'll have the answer to that question then. Very quickly, TFP says, Pujols picked 55 for his age. That's not very nice. I mean, it might be true, but it's not very uh He's not 58, very nice. by the way. He, he, looks a little, he looks a little older than some of the <laughs> other guys that are running around there. All right. Dan Campbell is the new head coach of the Detroit Lions. You yes. don't care about that, and neither do I. But I think it's representative of how lucky we are here in L.A. I'll explain that next. It's Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance and all the guests on the show appear via the Goodyear hotline. Slee, you ready for another tweet? What do we got there, Trav? By the way, uh, just throw it out there one more time here. Yeah. Travis and Sliwa Show. You can catch the full two hours on the ESPN app or on iTunes. Just search Travis and Sliwa. Uh, plus uh, Monday through Friday now, so 9 a.m. to 11 a.m., five days a week. Yeah, and if you're trying to figure out who we are, we're the guys from the night show, and you'll get it from there. Slee does Lakers talk. I do a little bit of Ram stuff. We've been we've been around a while, right? So you just just settle in and get used to our deal, right? Does that sound like a good good advice? Yeah, I mean, listen, most of the stuff, Trav, so we had a caller say yesterday, call in and say, Trav, I disagree with you. And, of course, you know, that's kind of the theme of a lot of this. Uh, Trav, you're – you're just off on a couple things, like the sauce, like the sauce you mentioned today. That was a big part of the now, like big I said, part of the you, mix. Here. If you feel one way about food, that way I know that I'm right. Speaking of disagreements, this is from <laughs> Brian, and it says, I have to disagree with that caller who said the Angels were irrelevant outside of Orange County. For his information, the Angels also happen to be irrelevant inside of Orange <laughs> County. <laughs> so, <laughs> so there's that. No, no, they're not. The Angels draw like three million plus fans a year. The Angels draw. Got to win. Just win. People. Exactly. Just the win. The Angels have fans. The Angels have their honks, I believe is what they're called. But 
they're irrelevant in the greater picture. They're not, you know, there's the Yankees, there's the Dodgers, there's the Cubs, there's the Cardinals, there's the Giants. There's a handful of teams that matter across the country. The Angels are not one of those. By the way, there are teams sitting here in Los Angeles that are also irrelevant. It's yeah. not just the Angels. And, and this happens in markets and use L.A. as an example. Are the Chargers relevant in L.A.? No, hard pass. Are the Clippers relevant in L.A.? More than the Chargers, but not really. Nobody's going to go down that far to where the Chargers are, but <laughs> I, I I use that as an example. When somebody says, "Well, they're not even they're not even relevant in Orange County." Well, they're not relevant because they're not winning. Got to win. All right, Sleep. Do you know who Dan Campbell is? He is the coach of the uh, Detroit Lions. That is right, and you may not know much about him, but we all remember when he said this shortly after getting the Lions head coaching job. We're going to kick you in the teeth, and we're going to bite a kneecap off. Okay, we're going to kick you in the teeth, and we're going to bite a kneecap off. So what did he say there that was – I I don't think there was anything wrong with that. I think there's certain speech that you have for your teams, and especially your opening press conference, you got to go after the kneecaps. Look, if your opening presentation to the world is, I'm a football coach, and I talk in a staccato voice, and I'm in charge, and while we're here – we're going to bite some kneecaps. We're going to kick you in the teeth, and we're going to bite a kneecap off. you got to take a kneecap off, okay? If, if that's your introduction, you have no plan. There's and only, you may there, think, hey, Trav, what do you know? What do you know about this? Well, I said that when he did that, and what do you know here? Here wait, are the wait, things. Just wait, wait. There, there's only one thing better than him. Play it one more time. We're going to kick you in the teeth, and we're going to bite a kneecap off. But my favorite would be if he was reading that. If that was something that he wrote down, right? <laughs> he like he's he sitting there, it. <laughs> he's saying, yeah. "We're, uh, you know, we're prepared. We're coming out here. We're going after your kneecaps." My name's that Dan Campbell. That was from his introductory press conference. Maybe he was reading from a, you know, piece of paper or something. My name's Dan Campbell, and I'm the coach of the Lions, and I'm here to tell you that we're going to bite some kneecaps off. Now, here's what he didn't do. What if that was messy? That that to me, I thought that was messy for a second. Messi. Bro, that's so and jacked gonna, up. You go from that voice to that voice for Messi. I'm going to meg you. I'm going to put the ball right between your legs, and I'm going to run around Unbelievable. the side, and I'm going to score a goal. Unbelievable. So, Dan Campbell did the whole macho thing. Mm-hmm. Then he said yesterday, there was an article saying he wanted to bring a pet tiger, or a lion, lion, I should yeah, say, pet a pet lion, lion yeah. Yeah. into the facility so he could keep it as his pet. That's something you want from your head coach. Oh, Just by the a way, legit pet lion on a chain, a big-ass <laughs> chain, and he really is my pet. We just walk around the building. We go We're out to practice. Wrong. We're at a seven on seven. On We're behind the kicker when he's kicking. It just sounds like a normal dude. And it's my pet. What he forgot to do was bring quarterbacks to practice. When they worked out yesterday with the rookie guys, yeah. they didn't have any quarterbacks because he forgot to bring some to camp. It's overrated. He had to have the assistant coach throw pa- passes. <laughs> Amon Ross St. Brown, who was an SC guy, right? He was asked, hey, when's the last time you had a coach throw to you? He goes, I don't know, Pop Warner. It was cool, though. Okay, he forgot to bring quarterbacks. Didn't he just oh. trade for a top-tier quarterback? <laughs> Well, they're, they're, this is rookies, right? So they didn't oh. have all of their guys available. But they didn't even bring in any rookie guys to look at or any free agent guys to look at. Oh, by the way, mm-hmm. hey, uh, fellas, we're going to bite kneecaps. We're going to have the coach throw you some practice balls. Let's, and get oh, a couple, by the way, let's get a couple cheetahs out here. Oh, by the way, we don't have any joint practices with other teams because I forgot to call in time. That happened, too. He didn't call in time to set up joint practices. So all of this is not so I can do my voice, which I really like doing but rather to demonstrate how right the Rams got it. 
with Sean McVay? Because Sean McVay came in, nobody knew who he was. You, you have to be a real football nerd to know who the guy that they were getting. He's 30 years old. He was a coordinator on the other side of the country. Most people didn't know. And he showed up, and he basically said, look, I'm going to go to work, and this is my philosophy, and we're going to do this. And bam, it started to work. They got it so right because, Slee, if you're in, if you're in Detroit right now, you're looking at this guy going, okay, who's next? Who are we going to get next? This, this ain't going to work. He doesn't even know how to schedule a practice. Whose fault know to is bring that? Quarterbacks. Whose fault is that? His. It's not Dan Campbell's fault. Whose is it? Did, did he forgot to how the hell did the Detroit Lions hire this dude to be their head coach? You know, Dan Campbell is the one that we're talking about. We're spending some time on, and you're making. Uh, references to how much you appreciate that Sean McVay is leading the organization for the Rams. What you're failing to mention is the head of the Detroit Lions, somebody for the Detroit Lions thought, this is our guy. Right. That's the difference. The difference is the head of the organization for the Rams you know, is, is hiring uh, a young gun that he feels like could be the, the head coach for the Los Angeles Rams for the next 10 years. Yes. Dan Campbell is a complete idiot He's a who hired him it, well the same team that hired all the other guys that have gone through and the that's line. the point the that, they've been bad for 50 years and that's the point that i'm making the yes. point is is that it's not dan campbell is dan campbell he can't change that who hired dan campbell <laughs> if if you had to make a bet a, an amount of money that meant something to you that you'd be really sweating yep. it if you lost mm -hmm. and you had to say this coach in la mm -hmm. will be the head coach of the same team five years from now who are you putting your money on mm. Mm, that's a good, five years is a long time. That's a good question. Okay, so Dave Roberts, um, Frank Vogel, and Sean McVay. Are we only talking about those three, or are we talking about others? You can take any head coach in this town that you would like. So you got Ty Lue. Um, you could go down the list. Chargers will recycle a coach within a, a year and a half, two years. <laughs> we know that's going to happen. Um, that's interesting. It's McVay. It's McVeigh. Okay, what, why do you say McVeigh? Be, be, because they're going to win a Super Bowl in the next couple of years, and that buys you another two or three, so he's good. Dave Roberts, I think, if he wins another one, he's going to be here too. Yeah. But it, it, to me, it feels like McVeigh because he's still so young. There isn't a better job to go to, and he just feels like he's set up for the Vogel very, very one. Long time. The Vogel one, I don't think I could just knee-jerk say, oh, it's, it's Vogel. No. And I say that because at some point LeBron – will end his career, right? Like he'll eventually retire. And then usually when a player of that caliber retires, everything kind of changes a little bit, right? So I, I don't want to – I hesitate on the Vogel part. Yeah, it might be right. It might be McVeigh. But there's also going to be some pressure on McVeigh. It's not like – you know, you actually, I think, made this made this comment um, maybe it was a couple weeks ago or so. We were talking about uh, just kind of some of the pressure that falls on the Rams. Maybe it was Keyshawn. I can't remember. But – it's not like the Rams are walking into this season. Look, look what they just did to go get Stafford. It's not like they're walking into the season and McVay has, oh, well, you don't have to win for a couple years. That's exactly right. That is exactly right. All right. We've got the dump coming up, Sleep. Plus, i got a couple of things I want to throw at you as well. we got UFOs in your hometown. we got to figure out exactly what's going on there. That's all coming up. Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN. You know what I just remembered, Slee? What do you got? I've had like 6.30 a.m. wings. 
when we were doing Keyshawn, LZ, and Travis, we would yep. get wings brought in occasionally, and I've I've gone deep on wings well before eight o'clock in the, the morning. The time doesn't really mean anything if they're in front of you. You're gonna. It's not like you could just sit there and say, "Oh, I'm just gonna wait till lunch." No, that's that's not gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, we, I don't think I've ever. That's not gonna happen in my entire life. This ends. No thanks. I'll wait until lunch. Has never passed these lips in a meaningful way. What I have not been able to do, um, people who are super disciplined at night. Right, that are like, ah, oh, just have wife. a glass of water. I eat an apple and I go to bed. Yeah. That doesn't. I don't understand that. That one does not. Uh, that one doesn't process for me. We we will go like the kids will have a, a game or something, or we'll be out doing whatever, and you get home and it's you know eight thirty at night, and I'm like, okay, um, I'm ordering a pizza. I'm going. You know, where am I stopping on this? She's like, no, it's 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 past seven o'clock. I'm not eating. Like, what, and what, and she what, does what, it what, like religiously, no problem. It. She's. I wouldn't say a hundred percent. But I would Bro, say if you're fifty percent, that's amazing. She's eighty-five percent. Eighty-five. She is she is incredibly disciplined. Put it to you this way. While I'm sitting here talking to you about eating wings at six o'clock in the morning, yep. she's at CrossFit right now. Okay, that that's how this is going on. <laughs> that's the, the difference. And this is a perfect example of opposites attract, right? We've been married a long time, we've been yeah. together a long time. You would have to have a gun, a whip, um, all sorts of things to get me to go into a CrossFit, and she goes voluntarily. I, in about an hour, will be going for a walk. You know the famous walk, Trav. Oh, the yeah, walk, no, I like where, walk where I have a Starbucks in my right hand, I'm texting <laughs> on the other hand, yeah. and people are, you know, somebody with a stroller, two children, and two dogs is walking faster than me, and I'm just wave like, good morning, how are you? That's my workout. That's my workout. <laughs> All right. Very quickly, uh, we were talking about the coach that if we had to bet that he was going to be here in five years. Yes. Same bet, but you have to bet on somebody that Travis and Sliwa, May 18th, 2022, who's gone? I got an easy one. Who do you got? Clay Helton. Clay Helton, because yeah. Yeah, he, that is he, got, he got the, the proverbial call from the governor last mm-hmm. year when the Alabama game got canceled. He that was a oh, thank goodness because they you, you saw how good Alabama was last year right Alabama mm-hmm. was the best team in college football and there wasn't a close second they were phenomenal they would have beat SC by however many points they wanted to beat them by if they wanted to win by fifty they would have won by fifty and that would have been the end of that for Clay Helton I feel now, like Clay Helton's been getting he's been on you know. He's been on a tightrope for years. You know what I mean? Like every single year, that's the conversation. It's going to happen at some point. It's going to happen at some point, and they have not been relevant in, in on the national scene in quite some time. And at SC, you have to be. You, you can't be looking up at Oregon every single season. Oregon's got a good football program. Mm-hmm. They've kind of built that thing from scratch about 20 years ago. Phil Knight decided, you know what, let's be good at football, and they were. But SC's SC, man. There's players everywhere in this area. No, everywhere. they failed. No, they failed. Simple as put. By the way, do you consider tomorrow a playoff game? That's not a playoff game, right? It's a play-in game. It's a play-in game. game. They're not in the playoffs. The playoffs are eight teams. There's ten still in it. So Okay, no, you know I why guess. I asked that question? Last time Staples Center hosted a playoff game, uh-huh. do you remember? A Lakers playoff Howard game. Team? Is it that Dwight Howard team from a million years ago? 2013. Ooh, that's hard to believe. They got swept by the San Antonio Spurs. That's the last time Staples Center has hosted a playoff game. 877-710-ESPN. That's Lakers where we're going game. next. Steve in La Habra. Steve, you're on with Travis and Slee. What's up? Hey, guys. Great show as always. But I just want to let you know, Travis, I love your Dan Campbell, but he also sounds like your Buffalo Bill. 
No, that's different. We'll get, we, tr- trust me, but old Buffalo Bill will show you. It's Buffalo Gruden, first of all. And he'll, once we get into the Raiders season, I'll give you my John Gruden. Don't worry about that. I love your voices. You, you can get a second career that's doing voiceovers uh, on cartoons. Would love it. <laughs> I'll take it. Yeah, Steve, he has quite the uh, – he's got a long list of stuff. I, Trav, introduce, you know, maybe one a week. Introduce one different voice a week. Let, well, let... I've already gotten my head football coach voice in for this week. You know, I, I've got my snooty guy, my Bob Kraft. Mm-hmm. I've got uh, my Buffalo Gruden. I've got my golf course announcer. I've got a bunch of guys that we'll get also to. Also, Messi. Love Messi. And, oh, yeah. No, Messi's a staple. Messi's yeah, my Messi's coach. kind of his foundation. That, that started his career. Started your career there, Trev. Yeah, no, no. Look, it, there's a whole bunch of things that I've got skills on. When are you taking but... the act on the road, Travis? <laughs> so here's the thing. Like, I'm really comfortable doing these voices with you guys because no one can see me. It's it's the the, the problem is when you try to do these voices in front of people, it's, I'm very self-conscious about it. I am a perfect radio personality in the sense that I don't want anybody to see me. I don't want anybody to look at me. I just want everybody to listen to me. I just want to sit in my garage with no windows. And go, hey, hey. Exactly. What about this? Why does Conor McGregor get more money than me? (laughs) Mom, mom, you told me that Conor was going to come over later. Mom. I just get I'm just so enamored with that little guy. I get out of the way. I get out of the way when when you get into that voice. I'm like, just leave the man alone. This is his. This is his field. It is time for the dump. That's coming up next. Seven ten ESPN. <laughs> that was a little better this time. To call it too. That I was better because Chris actually explained what it was this time. Yesterday yeah. he was just like, it's the dump, and that was it. All right, so we talked earlier, Slee, about looking at our Otani highlights, right? Did you get the notification on the phone? Did you see the highlight last night of Kevin Pillar, a Mets player, got hit in the face with a 94-mile-an-hour fastball from Braves pitcher Jacob Webb, multiple nasal fractures, bloodied in the batter's box, just a terrifying moment for him and for baseball fans. So yesterday I'm doing a Lakers talk and went to go grab a, a cup of water, and I think during one of the breaks, you know, sometimes there's updates, sports center updates, whatever that, that is, and I'm taking a listen, and they're describing, they're saying, oh, this player gets hit in the face, blood, ever, all that stuff. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and make sure that I do not see those highlights. What I just heard was enough. Uh, did you see it? I did, because I have yeah, one no, of those buddies. You. I have one of those buddies that thinks uh, it's hilarious to send you the gruesome, awful things, and you never know what it's like, oh, hey, check this, so you hit it, like, oh, my goodness, but he was absolutely smoked. So here's my question for you after seeing that. Okay. After knowing that that's a possibility, mm-hmm. if I said to you, hey, Slee, you got to do one of the three things, one of these three things. This already is not This already is not good. Okay. No, we'll see. We'll see. I, I don't want to be in any of these. You have to get in the batter's box in a Major League Baseball game against a guy who's super wild. Okay. <laughs> you have to play a series of downs in the NFL on the defensive line. Or you have to go one round in the octagon with a professional MMA fighter. Which are you picking? Do you remember when, was it an all-star game where Randy Johnson <laughs> threw behind Larry Walker? It was behind John Kruk. Yeah, yes. Oh, yes, was, oh that's right. It was yeah. behind Kruk. <laughs> I, I just remember that the, the look in his eyes. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Um, okay, if I had to pick one of those. So you have claimed here, for those who are just tuning into the show for the first time, maybe you didn't catch it in the evenings. Um, you have always said this. One of the things you always said is you'll take on any MMA fighter in Orange County. That's one thing that uh-huh. yeah, you've said deal. a couple different times. You said, I'll walk into any bar. Meet I'll me take the off my Applebee's behind the dumpster and let's go. I'll take off my shirt. I'll put my beer down. Any MMA fighter, just uh-huh. you call them out. Right. Uh, I think between all those scenarios that you just played out, um, 
I'll take the D lineman and just kind really? of and just collapse to the floor. Have you ever seen what Andrew Whitworth looks like? I just collapse to the floor. Just <laughs> yeah, collapse. He's gonna land on you, and you don't get. It's not one play. You I got have a couple to be out pads. there until the other team. You, your defense stops them, or they score. You have to survive. So it's one series. full series. Yes. I'll go with the D lineman. What are you going with? <laughs> I, I cannot do the stand in the batter's box, and the dude is just throwing, a, literally, he's throwing a weapon at you. I mean, it, it's the it's the worst thing I've ever I've I, ever heard of. I think I'm picking the baseball for the simple reason that I could maybe maybe I'm not saying for sure I could turn you're a my baseball head player and you're hope baseball to survive player. it. An MMA guy, once he gets his hands on you, you're going to the hospital. Okay, you're going to the hospital. It's over. He's gonna he's gonna hurt you, and he's gonna hurt you badly. And I don't know how to do that, so he's going to put me in one of those chokes. He's going to break my arm. He's going to tear my ear off. It's going to be bad. Okay, so I don't want that. And Travis football- and the Travis and the Applebee's in Tustin. <laughs> I'll choke anybody out. I'll choke anybody out here. And and you see that those guys. And I get it. He's the best football player in the league. Yeah. But every once in a while, those guys are able to block Aaron Donald. So you think that what, what do you think they're going to do to you or me? They're going to hurt us. Okay, so the, the I'm gonna drop back. There was an audible. I'm dropping back on the defensive side. I'm playing. Uh, I'm playing linebacker. Absolutely. See what has right. Michael Vick speed. Watch out. <laughs> yeah. Well, he better Such speed. He better. Such they're speed. gonna they're gonna run him down along the way. All right. How about this one? Um, there was another news report released yesterday where the Navy is confirming that they have seen unidentified flying objects over your. Is it just me, or are these San coming Diego? out a, coming out a lot lately? I feel like these are coming out a lot. Here's here's my question, Trav. They are. Um, why is the footage so bad? Why is the footage so bad? What am I missing here? Well, I mean, I having never been a naval fighter pilot, I can't really speak to the. the how about every of the camera? Every camera out there. I'm like, with all the technology, how is the footage getting worse? It's a good question, but my my bigger question is this: is are you ready to be enslaved by the invading aliens? Because it's clearly coming sooner than later. Because did you read the story I sent you guys last night? This yeah. craft, this is not some bumpkin in you know the middle of the country who'd been drinking yeah. moonshine all day who said, <laughs> I damn near saw something fall out of the sky and it grabbed me. That's not what this is. Okay? There's a new voice. Add that to the list. Punches. <laughs> this, <laughs> all right. These are, We're going on a road. These yes. are naval aviators. They, these are the guys mm-hmm. they trust to fly multi-billion dollar planes. These are mm-hmm. smart, sharp, sober guys who are telling stories about seeing something. Ready for this? Descending 80,000 feet in two seconds. Okay, your average plane, when you fly to Vegas, your Southwest Airline plane, it's going about 30,000 feet. It's about 30,000 feet in the air. This thing's nearly three times as high and goes from there to ground level in two Only seconds. Only JetBlue can do that. Only JetBlue can do that. Two seconds. And then, and here, you really want to stay up late at night? Think about this mm-hmm. for a second. This same craft, shaped like a tic-tac, according to the naval guys, yeah. disappeared into the damn ocean... And then reappeared 60 miles away two seconds later. Let me tell you something. Doomed. Let me tell you something, okay? First of all, I have fell down that rabbit hole a long time ago, all right? Uh, Joe Rogan, who's got obviously a fantastic podcast, he's he's brought on people that were on the plane, like pilots that were like a part of that whole mix, and they go into the whole details of thing. I'm like, you know, forget it. Everything's done. Why am I even waking up in the morning anymore? Okay, we're 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 so screwed. I can only imagine what tomorrow holds. It is kind of weird. I I did ask Michael. I don't know why he came up in the pregame show. I'm like Michael. You know they're kind of stunned at this. This dude went into a. He's like, that's not real. How can it happen oh, if real. you take the space? Uh, you know, he just went into this 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 whole uh, 
Let's just say he had his own angle. I just hope they make it fast because I would make a poor alien slave. You hopefully they uh, got some Chick-fil-A sauce that <laughs> yeah, they bring from, with them. And then I feel like this last one was directed specifically at me. According to news reports that certain airlines may start weighing passengers before they enter a plane because we're getting too fat and it's throwing the whole deal off of uh, airlines. I'm just waiting for uh, the station to say, hey, Al, before uh, you uh, come into the office, we're just going to have to grab your weight and your height real quick. No, no, for sure. Just uh, remind me of that again. So have you ever been on one of those really small planes, like those little commuter planes that they fly around in the Midwest? It's like eight seats on one side and ten on – yes, those really small ones. I went on, I've been you, on one of those helicopter tours where it's like there's literally you and three people. So I'm getting on the airplane. We're flying from uh, Wisconsin – from Milwaukee to Green Bay. Okay, mm-hmm. we're doing a show up in Green Bay, and we're going to take a quick little one, and there's like 12 seats on this airplane. Mm-hmm. Getting – I'm walking, and the pilot goes, um – how much do you weigh? I looked at him like, uh, like now? Like when I, right when I wake up or like later on? He says to me, how much do you weigh? I said, uh, you know, some, somewhere around. And he goes, yeah, I'm going to need you to sit directly behind me. I need you right behind me. And everybody, he was like, he was picking, he picked out me and one other guy and put us on opposite oh, sides, on opposite awesome. of the airplane. I, I felt like uh, I was being singled out. You had your head down the entire time. Humiliation. <laughs> you had your head down the entire time. Not a good look for me at all. All right, Slee, so tomorrow when we get ready to do this, we're going to yes, be sir. talking about the Lakers and the Warriors playing round. Tell me I'm going to be okay. Tell me it's going to work out. Uh, it will be fine. Lakers will be fine. I got them by 10 tomorrow. By 10 go. tomorrow. We'll break it all down for you tomorrow. 8.55, Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN.